Hey, you. Thank you for joining me for episode number 97 of Better Regulate Than Never. Now, I mentioned last time that my voice sounded weird or it could sound weird because I have COVID. And I do batch my episodes sometimes doing several in one day because it just helps me. And the reason that I needed to batch the two that I had was because now I'm on vacation. Now, what's so fun about this is that I, a lot of times at these beginning things, I speak from my future self because I know that this episode comes out on the 19th and that's when we're on vacation. And so I'm not, you know, as I'm saying this, vacation is a a ways out, but I have to do these ahead of time so that I can be on vacation and that you still get an episode because I don't miss, I don't miss a Tuesday. And I, I want you to have that, know that you have, you can trust that there will be an episode every Tuesday and you don't have to worry about it. Consistency is really important. It's important in my life because I just like to be like that, but it's, it's important for you to have something that continues to happen and you can, you can rely on it and you know that that information is going to be there. So I think it's interesting that this week came up to be the stress cycle. And, um, because when you're, you know, a vacation is for you to be able to de-stress. And so even though, well, I guess, you know, there's been stressful things about, the summer just because now this is my business. This is how I get a paycheck and pay my bills. And so there's more pressure on me. So I think, yeah, the summer there is more stress, but, um, and so I am de-stressing on my vacation, but I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, um, stress because school's coming up and you're going to be going back. And I know that that brings up some anxiety and fear in some students. Some students are probably like, I can't even wait. And I, even though I would, I would say I didn't care about homework and stuff like that when I was in school, I always looked forward to going back to school because I loved seeing my friends. And so you may not be stressed out about going back to school, but even if you have a good feeling about it, like, yay, I can't wait to go there. You know that when school starts, there will be some added things that you need to do, which will probably cause you to think stressful things, which will then cause stress. So stress is a feeling of emotional or physical tension. And it comes from a thought that makes you feel either frustrated or angry or nervous, anxious, so many different words you could put in there. And stress is your body's reaction to that thought. So when you anticipate the beginning of school, you might be thinking, oh no, it's almost here. And then I have, we'll have so much homework to do. And what if Rachel doesn't want to be my friend anymore? And practice will start so early in the morning or be so late after school. And then I will have homework. My parents will be mad at me and I won't have time to see my friends. And I need to make some money because gas is so expensive. And just saying all that stuff makes me feel stressed. And those aren't even my stressors. But as you think those kinds of thoughts, your body starts releasing all sorts of chemicals into your body, and you will feel emotions. 
all sorts of emotions, good and bad. That 50-50 that we've talked about, that there's pleasant, there's half pleasant, half unpleasant, half amazing, half terrible, whatever. And that's playing out again in emotions. In short bursts, stress can be positive, such as when it helps you to avoid danger, because that's really originally where stress response came from, is that we had to escape wild animals or, you know, our body wants to keep us alive. So our body has the stress response that it uses whenever there's anything that our body thinks is dangerous or stressful. And when we need to meet deadlines, for some people, having kind of a stress about it kind of fuels them to move forward. So if it's, if it's used as fuel in a way that gives you a positive result, then it can be okay. But stress most of the time for people is not used in a positive way. But really, no matter what your stress is about, whether it's, you know, feeling you forward or, or um, causing you to have all sorts of problems, your body still needs to process it and complete the stress cycle. So I just started reading a book called Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle. And I haven't gotten very far in it, but the first chapter gave me the idea that I needed to remind you about this before school starts. In the introduction of the book, they talk about emotions are tunnels. And if you go all the way through them, you get to the light at the end. And I love this because I've told you so many different times about processing your emotions and you need to let your emotions flow through your body. So I thought this was a great way for you to think about it. If you, if just talking about processing your emotions really didn't make sense, think about the emotion, whatever emotion you're trying to process as a tunnel and you need to get all the way through the tunnel and that's how you release it. So emotions are a tunnel or stress is a tunnel and you're moving through it, but sometimes you get stuck or the emotion or stress gets stuck. It's uncomfortable when you get stuck. And that's that uncomfortable feeling that we get when we are stressed out. You might get stuck because you keep thinking thoughts that stir up those emotions and those responses. And remember, it is good to name the emotion that you're feeling and tell yourself it's okay to feel it. So you would say, this is stress. Of course, I feel stress when, uh, when I'm about to go back to school, but I can handle this. I can do this step-by-step. Step. I am able to react in a way that I choose. I get to decide. Sometimes we need help from others to get through the tunnel. That is something that I can help you with. I would love to work with you one-on-one to figure out what you, what are your stressful thoughts and how can you find new thoughts that feel better and help you get through that tunnel and get through new experiences about school or your work activities or your family or your romantic relationships, anything that you're dealing with right now. What better time to start working on this and have a game plan going into the school year 
ready to have the best year yet. I could be your support as you try these new strategies. Each week we could go over what the plan is and how it went and what is next. You can sign up for a consultation. If you're already on my website, listening to this podcast, you can just go to the work with me, or I think coaching might be, but there's all sorts of little buttons where you can sign up for consultations or free 15 minute sessions. So find those buttons, contact me. Let's talk about going back to school. Okay. So what I want you to know about today is how to complete the stress cycle or how to get out of the tunnel. I know a lot of these ways are told to you, and I've talked about them already in other podcast episodes, but I want to remind you that they are ways to complete the stress cycle, and you need to complete the cycle so that you don't get stuck in the tunnel. The number one way, and I know you will hate this because I always hesitate about this one too, but it is moving your body. (laughs) Now, I didn't say exercise because that definitely has a negative thought attached to it, but moving your body is different. I love to dance around um, and I just do that around in my house and I just play some kind of music that is upbeat and fun for me and makes me want to move around. Now your music might be different than my music, but that's fine. Like whatever, whatever it is that would help you to move around or just going outside and taking a leisurely stroll. I'm not talking about running or speed walking or anything like that. Just walk around and breathe in the air and just feel the sun on your face. I mean, all that stuff is good for you to release and go through the stress cycle and get through that tunnel. Even things like yoga or stretching are movement. There's no certain way that you should move your body, just move it however you like to do it. So that to me, when someone's not telling me how I should do it, then that feels freeing to me. And then I want to do, I want to move my body because I can choose how I want to do it. Now, if you are physically incapable of moving your body, or if you're going to rebel against this suggestion, then at least take time to tense different sets of muscles for 20 seconds and then release them and relax and then do that again and just do that through all the different muscle groups in your body. That will at least help get these chemicals to flow through your body and let your body process them. Because remember, your thoughts created a feeling and that stimulated your brain to release chemicals, essentially drugs into your system. And your blood needs to flow to help wash them through your body and get rid of them. So that's where the movement comes in. Or even when you're just tensing your muscles and then for 20 seconds and then releasing them, that's going to get that, those chemicals to push through. Now, after you have moved your body for a time, or tensed different muscle groups, you could try some other things like breathing. And many kids don't like this idea either. I would talk to them about breathing. They would be like, no way. And I know that it sounds so simple. And actually, I know that I have even thought when I was younger that it was dumb, like that's not going to do anything. But taking deep breaths actually does help 
regulate your body back to its like calm self. And if you, I mean, it's as simple as like breathing in, holding it for a little bit, letting it out and, and like pushing it so that you feel like you got all the air out and then start over again. But there are apps, free apps that walk you through different kinds of breathing exercises. And there are even free apps that will walk you through the muscle tightening exercises that I mentioned with movement. So try different ones and see which ones you like. Everyone is different. I like the app Calm, but I know that young people like Headspace and there are also YouTube videos that you can listen to that do these same things. So I'm going to put some stuff in the show notes, some links to things that you can check out, look at if you don't already have some of these. Having positive interactions with people help you to release stress. So be kind to strangers. Um, I love to compliment random people when I go into stores like, oh my gosh, you look so cute. Or I love your hair. Or I love that necklace or whatever. Send positive texts or post positive messages to people. Talk to people that you're waiting in line when you're waiting in line for something. Or sit by someone in a coffee shop and ask them how they're doing. That one will probably be a little bit more difficult. I always feel like, I mean, I love talking to people, but when I go into places like that, I always think, well, that person probably wanted to be by themselves. (laughs) I don't know. And sometimes maybe they do and they wouldn't be nice to you, but you could at least try. Laughter. I always say that a day without laughter is a day wasted. And I have always loved to laugh. I can't even, I mean, as far back as I can remember, my sister and I were always laughing about stuff. I loved watching cartoons and funny movies. And when I was raising my kids, we were laughing about stuff all the time. And we'd have all sorts of different like jokes that we would remind ourselves about. I am like that with my sister and my nieces. Laughter is just really fun in our family. I even laugh about, like I look around for funny things in my environment, like things that are out of place. I haven't noticed this so much anymore. I think as I get older, I'm getting a little bit, I'm kind of losing this and I don't want to because it's, um, I always enjoyed it about myself. But like if I'm in store and a shirt fell off a hanger and it's laying on the floor. I just laugh about it. (laughs) And I know this is really dumb, but I mean, it's just like stuff like that, that makes me laugh. Or I remember I used to love to go into the card section at the store and there were cards that had googly eyes that were on them. And there would always be one where the, one of the googly eyes got torn off just because of, you know, the packaging or how it is in the thing. And I would just laugh about that so much. And I would like purposely go find those things and just laugh like crazy. And I don't find those things as funny anymore. And I'm really sad because that was really a fun part of my, even in my young adult time. And with my kids, I'd be like, oh my gosh, look at this. And we'd laugh about it. So but laughter is good. And so even if your family's not funny or people aren't laughing at home, you know, find those people that you do enjoy laughing with. Or 
I know, I mean, this wouldn't be as good as being with people and laughing with people, but you could always look at funny TikToks or funny memes. Um, (laughs) I can read reviews of products and laugh for hours, you know, like people getting mad about something or saying something doesn't work. (laughs) I don't know why, but that stuff is funny to me. So if you haven't ever tried that, just look up crazy reviews of products. And I just think it's so funny. And my husband, at night, we just look at our iPads. I usually, um, well, not usually, I always play games like Candy Crush and stuff like that. Just that's my kind of way that I wind down at night. And my husband, he likes what, like looking at funny memes or funny videos. And there are times when our whole bed is just shaking because he is laughing so hard and it's so cute. I love looking over at him and just seeing him smile and laugh. He's so cute. Um, well, and this, that then leads into affection. I just, I, because I think he's so cute. I love affection. Uh, But affection is another way that you can release stress. So a 20 second hug or a six second kiss. The time limits matter because you know, when you just, you know, give someone a peck on the cheek or you just give them a side hug that it's kind of, you know, it it could almost be like, yeah, I don't really like you, but you know, I'll hug you or whatever. So when you hug someone for 20 seconds or you're kissing someone for six seconds, you wouldn't do that if you didn't like that person and that you didn't trust them and that you didn't really enjoy them. And so that's why there's kind of like time limits on it. But um, hugging and kissing people changes the chemicals that are released in our body. And so, you know, we have these stress hormones that are released, but then if we are affectionate towards someone different chemicals are released that actually calm us down and change our mood and even help our physical health. I hug and kiss my husband a lot because I think he's so cute. And I always tell him that he's going to live forever because I am improving his health so much by hugging and kissing him all the time. But even hugging and petting your, your, your pets, your animals can do that. So even if you don't have a pet, you can, you probably know someone who has a pet that you could pet or hug. You could go to a petting zoo, volunteer at a shelter. I'm sure that they want people to love up their pets that are there. So check into those things if you don't have pets and I don't have pets, but I don't need (laughs) for myself. I don't need pets because I have, I have my husband, but, um, some people really enjoy pets and that is a good way. I love this one, a big cry. When I found out that I had COVID, I was so disappointed and sad because I was supposed to go with my grandson and my daughter to this music class that he's in. And I just, uh, and I, I still get to go because there's different Fridays that it happens. And so I'm going to get to go when this is all over, but I was just so disappointed because there was other things I wanted to do too. And I was tired And I was, you know, I was thinking thoughts like, well, now I can't go to that class and I don't feel good. And what if I have a, you know, I'm going to have a severe reaction to this and I might be, 
I might be tired or cough, whatever, forever. So I wanted to have a pity party and a temper tantrum. And that's okay. Sometimes, you know, in order to release stress or emotions, you need to have a pity party or a temper tantrum. And it's, I mean, as long as you're not affecting other people, it's totally fine to do that. And so I complained to my husband about how I was mad about all these things. And then I decided that I wanted to listen to sad songs and cry about it. And you can do this with sad movies too. And I have done that before. Like sometimes you just know that you need a good cry. And so I purposely would watch something that was sad so that I could cry or listen to sad songs. And I found that there are so many playlists on Spotify called sad songs to cry your heart out to, or sad songs to scream in the shower or sad sing-along songs. And I was thinking, I, I don't sing very well. Well, I guess it doesn't matter, but I was thinking, oh, when I cry, I don't sing very well. So I, I can't imagine singing along to sad songs if I was actually crying. So, but I do have go-to songs that I use when I'm sad and I'm sure you do too. But a good cry will make you feel better. And that is another way to complete the stress cycles, just to have a good cry or have a good pity party about it. Creative expression is another one. And I love this because it explains why I was so poetic as a teenager. (laughs) And now I probably couldn't come up with much of a poem. Not that I don't have stress or heavy feelings as an adult, but I just don't have as much of that going on. Like I feel like as a teenager, I had so, I mean, it was much more heavy than it was positive. And that was because of my thoughts. And I didn't, I didn't know how to do this thought work. And so I was stuck in the tunnel forever about everything. And so I'm hoping that, I mean, my main goal of this whole entire podcast and ever since it started was to help young people get out of the tunnel. And I didn't even know that's what I was thinking at the time. But I mean, it's so perfect for this, you know, episode talking about stress and emotions being a tunnel. I was stuck in there so much, and I had no idea how to get out of it. And just all the things that I talk about in this podcast are how you get out of it. And so but I didn't know these things. And so I did write a lot of poems. And I didn't realize that it was getting me out of the tunnel or helping me complete the stress cycle, but that is what it was doing. And even if you're not artistic, you can draw how you're feeling. There are no rules about it. There are no grades. No one ever has to see any of this stuff. No one ever saw my poems. They were just for me and I could write them however I wanted. I could break all the poem rules. I could make mistakes and misspell things because it doesn't matter. It was just me getting my thoughts out onto, out into the world or out on paper. Oh, stress. We are going to feel it and some of it is good for us, but we don't have to get overwhelmed or burned out. So contact me before you get to that point. I want to help you come up with a plan that can help you. Try these ideas and see if they feel better in your body and that you can feel your body releasing these chemicals and these emotions. 
don't get stuck in the tunnel. I can help you pull through. Talk to you soon.